The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning. Good morning, fantasy tragics. Good morning, DFS degenerates. Welcome back to another installment of your premier NBA DFS podcast. You're tuned into Hoop Balls DFS Today or NBA DFS Today. I'm your host, Brenton Eckersley, coming to you from beautiful South Australia, uh, where it's currently Friday afternoon. So hello to you guys from the future. Uh, if you're listening over there in the States, uh we are here to bring you a, a big 10-game NBA slate for Friday, January the 8th. And as per usual, on our Friday fixture, we welcome in from the other side of the globe, live from New York City, my good buddy, my fa- uh, fantasy affiliate, it's David Mankoff. Uh, how are you doing over there, Dave? We haven't been on a, on a Friday game card for a couple of weeks because of New Year's Eve. How, how is your New Year and how is your uh, DFS been going to start 2021? Yeah, happy New Year to you as well. It's it's certainly been uh, been interesting one uh, going into the new year it was a little bit of a struggle and then got on a bit of a heater as as the year turned twenty twenty one. So hopefully, uh, nice. as as this year gets better, um, we can also all start uh, feeling that that effects on the DFS side as well. Yeah, same for me, man. It was a very slow start, but I uh, had a couple of decent lineups come in in the last few days. I'm uh, looking not too bad today, but uh, as we were just discussing off air, I have too much Brooklyn and too much Philly in the wrong places. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll just see how that shakes out. Um, as I said, just going past halftime. So, yeah, all right, 10-game slate. But before we jump in here, I uh, just have to quickly mention one of our most excellent sponsors. We we love these guys here at Hoopball and DFS today, and we thoroughly appreciate the support of my bookie you guys can go and find these uh gambling gargantuans on the interwebs at mybookie.ag so gambling pundits out there think about the same kind of questions all the time am i taking the over or the under lebron or ad and is there an upset coming here but do you ask yourself one of the most important questions you can ask yourself before you lay down your hard-earned dollars, and that is where? Where am I going to place those bets? Let me tell you, folks, that's just as important as who you are betting on. And that's why I tell people to bet with mybookie.ag. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place, the only place you should be trusting to handle your NBA-related bets or any of your sports bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give you the best lines for the National Championship College football game on January 11th, just coming up, and on every NFL playoff game as well. So here at Hoopball, we don't just hand out our tips without somebody putting that work in. Uh, you have to earn it, and you've got to be the best at what you do for us here at Hoopball. And my bookie simply is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. So head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet on. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, Dave, we've got a massive 10 games to get through here, so uh, let's get this bad boy going. Uh, first game up here on the slate is Phoenix Suns versus Detroit Pistons at 7 p.m. 
uh, at the moment, the over-under is 218.5 and Phoenix are favoured by five points. So if we jump into the ins and outs and questionables, uh, at this point, Detroit have questionable uh, Derek Rose, Josh Jackson, and out, unfortunately, is Killian Hayes. For Phoenix, uh, no injury report at this time or nobody listed that I was able to find. So... Let's dive in, Dave. Who, if any, do you like here for the Phoenix backcourt? Yeah, no, it's certainly going to be interesting in the Phoenix backcourt. I mean, it's, it's, it's been an interesting season for the Phoenix Suns. They're playing surprising defense. And on, on the offensive side, that, that backcourt has been very much hit or miss from a DFS perspective. So for me, um, I'm looking at Devin Booker is finally getting to that price tag where he's certainly palpable at 8200 Coming off a game where he had 35 points, uh, fantasy points, 24.6 assists. Um, you know, it's a low-scoring game. So I think he's going to be very low-owned and, and a great opportunity to exceed that price tag. He's probably my favorite play between him and Chris Paul in, in the backcourt. Uh, and that's pretty much it from the backcourt and the Suns. What about you? Yeah, I don't mind that on Devin Booker. A pretty, pretty nice pivot play away from some other bigger names out there on this card. Uh he may, you know, 8K, he hasn't kind of been doing that kind of salary for me lately, but you can't not play Booker on any night. Uh, I may be keeping my shares a little low there just due to the uh, game total. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind the pivot play. Chris Paul, um, 7,100, that's that's too cheap for Chris Paul. But, um, yeah, look, I, I just th- think he may be more of a, a, a solid cash play here. The floor is very, very stable. Uh, if he pushes into 35, six, 35 or 36 minutes range, he could – he could literally do anything against the Pistons. So uh, not not a bad play there. Uh, what about on the wings and in the front court for you, Dave? Yeah, for, for me and, and the wings, I mean, there's always going to be some love for Mikel Bridges. Um, certainly a guy that, you know, has proven that he can put up some decent fantasy lines. Pretty rock steady floor, uh, about 20, 25 fantasy points. And that salary certainly going to be in play. And again, another guy that's going to be fairly low owned. So I'm going to have some, some shares of Mikel Bridges. And then as far as the front court, um, I'm not going to have too many shares of DeAndre Eaton. Uh, he's coming off one of his better rebounding efforts in the last one where he put up 16 rebounds, but only put up 33 fantasy points. He's just not doing enough um, in, in the blocks and steals department for, for a big man. So I'm going to probably stay away from DeAndre Eaton in a bunch of my lineups. How about on, on your side? Yeah, interesting, because I've actually noted DeAndre down here as a fairly solid play for me, and that's just, you know, differing opinions between two different DFS dudes. So uh, I actually like this spot for Aiton. Uh, Detroit just do not defend that centre position very well. I, th- I just think Aiton's going to eat Mason Plumley with a side of greens here. So uh, I like this play. I don't mind the salary. Uh, hopefully he can have one of his higher upside games for me. Uh, and the only other guy I'll throw in here for the Suns is campaign as a, a, a very punt value GPP play. He's, he's getting the minutes. Um, you know, if we ever hear that Chris Paul is out, then you just lock and load campaign uh, at 3,900. That's a pretty nice little dart throw play. Uh, that's probably it for me on the Suns. Let's move over to the Pistons. Uh, I'm not overly interested in too many guys here, mate. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, we, we talk about the Pistons. They're just riddled with injuries and, and, and guys injured and, and just getting a bunch of guys in and out of the lineups and rotations. So it's really hard to trust anyone in the Pistons side. The only guy that, that has been fairly consistent, surprisingly, this season has been Jeremy Grant um, at 7,100. 
he's going to be an absolutely more of a tournament play, just given how many players are going to be available on the slate. But he's been putting up absolutely impressive fantasy numbers. His last game, he put up a nice double-double with close to 48 fantasy points. His price tag hasn't really jumped much um, throughout the season. So he's certainly going to be a guy that could be a potential uh, potential pivot play. But there's no one else I'm really looking at. Dellen Wright is going to get an opportunity to start. Uh, and he's priced well at 4300 But again, I don't trust anyone else on the Pistons side. How about you? I'm pretty much thinking the same same way you are, Jeremy Grant. Yep, finally, finally starting to hit his straps. Uh, I, I'm not not overly keen on the matchup against the Suns because we do have Mikael Bridges on the other side of the ball, uh, who who's going to throw some time at Jeremy here. So it is a little bit of a worry, but you just can't completely fade Jeremy. He's uh, you know obviously the focal point of this team. And uh, look, I may just like some other guys in uh, forward positions at, around this price tag. Uh, yeah. Dylan Wright, no, I'm, I'm not going to play him unless I see something from him. He was He's just had a terrible start to the season, and even starting, I may not go there. Um, Derek Rose, if he suits up, uh, 5,800 just takes all the value out of it. Um, look, if, he, if we find out he's starting for some reason, then sure, I might have more shares of Rose, but otherwise I'll pass. Uh, Blake Griffin is a pass for me. He's had one game over um, 30 DK points in five games, so uh, he needed 44 minutes to get to that as well. So, look, I'd rather probably just have a little sneaky punt on Sadiq Bay. Uh, 5K on DraftKings, he may be pushing some higher minutes as uh, we may be seeing the decline of Blake Griffin this season. And I don't want anything to do with Mason Plumley, uh, who's been terrible anyway, and it's a tough matchup. So, uh, I know I ripped through a lot of guys there, mate, but what about the front court here? You, you're pretty much passing on everybody but Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I would say outside of Jeremy Grant, there's no one that really interests me on the Detroit side. I mean... Plumlee could be a fine option, but again, going against the stingy Suns defense, he's again going to be absolutely more of a punt play, but I'm not going to have any real consideration any of the front court guys for sure. Yeah, cool. Okay, we can move across to the next one. This is uh, Washington Wizards versus Boston Celtics. This is 7.30 p.m. Um, game total and spread. We are looking at uh, 234.5 game total and Boston favoured by 5.5 points, not surprisingly. Um, if we just look at the uh, questionables and outs, uh, questionable, Westbrook is questionable. Now, this is due to the back-to-back with the Saturday game, so we really, really need to know which game he is playing. Um if he's playing the Friday, great. You know, we we can probably lock him in. But yeah, if he's if he's not playing this, then other options open up for us. On the Boston side of the ball, we got a stack of questionables here, and it seems to be contact tracing uh, related. So Jeff Teague is questionable. That is actually an interest. An injury, though, I believe. Uh, Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Romeo Langford. So, yeah, Teague dealing with an ankle injury and the rest look like they're in COVID protocol. So we need to watch this really closely. Uh, and out for Boston, of course, uh, Kemba Walker. So what do you think here, Dave? Uh, Vegas has this staying close. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. Do you think the Wizards keep it close? And uh, who do you like on the Wizards side of the ball? Yeah, it's it's hard. Vegas has really been an uh, interesting one because they um, they absolutely had the Sixers as a nice favorite tonight uh, against Bro- against Brooklyn Nets. So you know it's hard <laughs> to really trust. Yeah, it's really hard to trust the uh, Vegas lines these days. So I actually like the Celtics to absolutely blow out the Wizards, especially with Westbrook dealing with a potential injury. 
and he's coming into a game with with a back-to-back opportunity against the Heat on Saturday. So I, I'm not necessarily going to be too keen on him playing. And with him out on the Wizards side, you can pretty much lock and load Bradley Beal, no matter what the spread is, just because he's coming off uh, an absolutely historic type of game where he put up almost 80 points and 60 real-life points. Uh, his price tag jumped all the way to 9700 but, I mean, at that price tag, he's going to be relied upon a, he- a heavy amount on the Wizards' side. So I like him. He's probably my favorite play uh, of this entire game with, with the current situation dealing with, with the Westbrook injury. Um, and then outside of him, I'll probably have a little bit of interest if the game stays relatively close uh, in, in Davis Bertans at 4,900. You know, he's a guy that has been getting more and more minutes and getting acclimated. He actually even started the second half of the last game for the Wizards, um, and he put up 28 fantasy points in that one. He's getting more comfortable. I like him as a great GPP play. Uh, I think he's got a ton of upside if his shot, if his shot starts falling, uh, and that's pretty much it. I don't think I'm going to have a lot of love for Thomas Bryan down low. I know he's been sensational in recent games, but I'm going to probably stay away from him. Uh, so those are probably my two main plays on the Washington side. What about you? Yeah, I don't mind a look at Thomas Bryant at, at 7K. It's probably too cheap for a guy with his kind of uh, fantasy upside. And the one place he can target Boston uh, is at centre. So, look, I'm not going to have huge amounts of Thomas Bryant in lineups. But, you know, might throw him in a few and just hope he gets to that 40 DK point mark. He's been hitting uh, half the time and then not the 20 to 29 DK point output he's been giving us the rest of the time. Um, and the other thing is if uh, Westbrook does sit here, then Thomas Bryant uh, will usually eat a few more more rebounds because the thief isn't coming over his shoulder and pinching them from him. Um, can't ever rule out Westbrook or Beal. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I tend to agree. I, look, I think the 10K um, price tag is starting to get pretty high for Beal, but look, if Westbrook sits, if Westbrook plays, I, I don't really care. Beal is just monstering teams. And uh, look, it, it's, it's, it's a tough matchup. Uh, I may have, I may be under-owned on Bill just a little bit um, compared to some other people, um, but uh, they're both still definitely very good plays. And yeah, look, if we know that Westbrook's out, um, Howell Neto is the instant plug-and-play. Um, it's it's tough against the Celtics, but at thirty-nine hundred, that's a pretty tasty price. And I like your uh, Bertans call, Dave. Yep, uh, forty-nine hundred. That is value. Um, I, I, I'll probably play some some shares of Bill, um, some shares of Brian. And, and yeah, the Hal Neto, the, the GPP value play of Westbrook sits. So on the other side of the ball, it looks like the Boston Celtics may be losing quite a few secondary guys here and potentially even a couple, a couple of starters. So uh, lots of front court guys under questionable tags. Dave, do you see uh, value opening up here? Uh, are you just sticking with the three biggest starters? Yeah, it's definitely tough on the Boston side to look at where the value is. I think with Smart potentially playing, Peyton Pritchard was a very juicy play and a great call when, when Smart was out. Um, at 4500 there's still some meat on the bone, I think, at that price tag. And as, as a potential uh, lower-priced guard that you can kind of build around potentially. Um, but So I'll have a little bit of interest in Peyton Pritchard. Uh, and then, of course, Jalen Brown, as, as rock steady as they come this season, uh, has really turned the corner from DFS perspective. I mean, he's coming off 54-point game where he shot 35% from the field. Uh, and he's, he's been absolutely lighting it up and shooting a, a high percentage of the season. Um, so I, I totally expect him to bounce back 
and and go and perform well and, and get to that price tag, he should have no problem uh, succeeding that price tag. So he's probably my favorite play on the Boston side. And then, of course, you can always have some shares, and I probably will, of Jason Tatum in 9200 That price tag is creeping up to, to a level that it's, it hasn't been much this season. Um, so he's going to be a little bit of a, a question mark from, from, a, from as far as a, a ceiling type of performance. But I like Tatum, especially against the Wizards' poorest defense. Um, he should be able to go off as well. So those are probably my three main looks on the Boston side. How about you, Brennan? Yeah, I think you smashed it. Um, Tatum and Brown, it's, it's always the same question when it comes to these guys when they're both healthy and in playing full minutes. It's which one am I going to play? Uh, look, you, you just can't fade these guys any night or just overlook them because their price tags are too high because, um, you know, both of them have serious upside. Uh, Tatum's in play for sure at 9,200 for me. He has 60-point DK upside, um, which we've seen in a couple of outings recently. So, uh, yeah, they were against Detroit, who are actually quite good defenders and the Raptors, who are very good defensively. So anything could happen against the Wizards. Uh, look, there's probably a few guys in the forward position coming up that I like a little more than Tatum. Um, I think Jalen Brown, with the salary discount at $8,700, $500 salary saving, he also has 55 DK point upside, and I think he's probably the better play here if I was forced to choose between the two. Um, yeah, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, what, what price is Peyton at tonight? Dave, I don't have it here in front of me. Sorry. He's at 4,500, I, I, I yeah. saw. Yeah, so if Teague's out, if Smart's out, he becomes a bit of a plug-and-play, but 4,500 is starting to get a little high. He hasn't quite returned uh, that kind of value for us regularly. No one else from the Celtics, mate. I think we can just move on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, the next game up, Charlotte Hornets versus New Orleans Pelicans. This game is at 7.30. Uh, questionable for Charlotte, Nick Richards, and Nick Richards, I don't know I've ever read that name out before. Um, out, Cody Zeller for Charlotte. Uh, on the Pell side of the ball, questionable, JJ Redick, Nicole O'Malley, and Sindarius Thornwell. And out, we have nobody at this point. Uh, Vegas, where are we? New Orleans. Uh, this is a slow game, Two, 217 and a half game total, and New Orleans favoured by nine points. I'd actually put that probably closer, um, but it is my Pell, so let's back him in. Back him in for nine point spread. That's fine by me. Okay, um, Dave. Should be a nice little game, Tug. I mean, this this is a fairly slow game, but there are places that we can attack both of these teams uh, offensively. So, who do you think you'll be playing on the Hornet side of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just jump in and give you some context on Nick Richards quickly. He was yeah, a yeah. second round pick of, from Kentucky. Uh, so he's a rookie that you know I don't think he get a lot of opportunity this season, but a name to look out for for future dynasty league potential. <laughs> cool man bring that college knowledge i love it <laughs> um and then as far as the, the hornets lineup there's definitely some juicy plays given how low the line is which which i'm shocked at um in terms of the spread total sorry apologies on, on the Hornets side i really like gordon hayward i mean his he's been rock steady uh in the past few games he's coming off an absolute absolute gem of a game uh where he put up an actual career high 44 points um and 61 fantasy points. His price jump did go up by $1,000, up to 8400 But I, I think he's, he's in this kind of a matchup. I think he can absolutely smash, um, given if, if the game stays relatively close. Um, I like him a lot, especially at that price tag. Another guy 
on the Hornets side that keeps getting his price climbing. Speaking of another rookie, LaMelo Ball, who's just been just absolutely balling as, as far as, you know, full pun intended in that one. Um, but he's been absolutely incredible. Um, and he's been a real revelation and shown a lot of maturity this season. Uh, each game, he seems to get better and better. So he's, he's been absolutely on a tear. Uh, pretty soon, he's going to be starting. So that price tag is going to continue to climb, in my opinion. At 6500 there's still some meat on the bone left. Uh, with, with a floor of around 30 fantasy points, he can get up to 40 fantasy points, no problem, at which point I like him a lot. So those are probably my two favorite plays in the backcourt. Uh, and then in the front court. I don't have too much interest, uh, just given the price jumps for P.J. Washington, 5700 Not entirely sold on, on his uh, ability to, to really hit that price tag in this type of game. Bismack Biombo, 4900 Again, getting to that level of, of, of not as, as comfortability as I like to see with, with that kind of level of play from him. So that's pretty much it for me on the Hornets side. How about you? Yeah, cool, man. Uh, Gordon Haywood at 8400 Yeah, that is a big price increase. But um, I think, look, I don't know. I, I may just leave Gordon to the side here a little bit um, for my lineups and just let other people chase that flyer. Uh, look, he's got, a, he's got a good fantasy matchup here. There's no doubt about it. But 8400 that's starting to get a little tough to swallow. He hasn't quite been getting there uh, in terms of floor. So I would be worried a little bit about Haywood there. Um, yeah, LaMelo Ball, this, this kid just needs to start. They they need to put him in the starting lineup, and and as soon as they do that, he is going to uh, be out here balling, as per your pun. And yeah, 6500 may be as cheap as we're going to get him for some time if he does get that starting spot. So love Lamelo Ball in this. Uh, I will just uh, say that PJ Washington, since uh, since he's been coming off this bench, uh, I actually like him a lot more, and it's kind of that. Karis Levert type of situation where if he's playing in the starters um, spots, he's not he's not getting as much usage, but throw him into the bench roll and uh, he gets a little bit more usage his way and he doesn't have to go up against some of the bigger names in, in the front court opposition. So I don't mind him here at 5,700. And yeah, Miles My- Bridges, uh, Bismack Biombo, that 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 just a pass for me. Um, we'll move over to the Pell side of the ball unless you have anyone else on the Hornets. I think we covered everyone. Let's do it. Do it, do it. Okay, uh, I'll kick this one off, mate. Uh, my my new New Orleans Pelicans, they keep losing close games. It's doing my head in, but uh, hopefully we get them uh, driving through the Hornets here pretty easily. Um, starting with Lonzo, I can't see myself playing a lot of Lonzo. 6,400 is just not a lot of value in that play. Uh, Bledsoe at 6 K is slightly cheaper. Look, he may have a little more upside than Lonzo here. In fact, uh, yeah, Hornets give up a few fantasy points against opposing shooting guards. So, look, he could have a big game here. I'm just not 100% sold on Bledsoe yet. Um, He he seems to be a little bit up and down, and there's probably better options coming up at this price tag. Uh, I'll throw in another backcourt guy here. Josh Hart is going to be a nice value play if JJ Reddick can't play. Uh, 4,800, he's a rebounding machine as a guard, uh, and if he gets minutes it's pushing 30. He could smash that value against the Hornets. Um, who do you have here in the backcourt for the Pels? Yeah, you touched on a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I, don't ha- I don't have a lot of interest in Lonzo Ball at that price. X is 400. Uh, ever since Bledsoe came to town, uh, I feel like his usage has gone down significantly. He's, he's still putting up a, a ton of shots, uh, but he's been fairly consistent uh, this season. He's, he's had very fluctuating type of fantasy games where he's put up 
43 fantasy points and then the next night put up seven fantasy points. So he's a guy that's hard to trust uh, unless you want to look at some BVP spots. But again, with this price, with this, with his price tag and the game total as, as it is at this point, uh, I don't have a lot of interest. Eric Bledsoe is a name that, that I like. I've been hammering home Eric Bledsoe. I think he's getting more and more comfortable in this, in this type of offense. Um, he's coming off a game where he was relatively low usage, uh, but he's a guy that can put up assists. He can put up, you can get steals in bunches. Uh, and at that price tag, he's certainly going to be one of my favorite mid-tier plays uh, in, in this game. Um, and, and that's pretty much it um, as far as the backcourt goes. What about you? Yeah, look, I think uh, we've covered the backcourt fairly nicely there. I think we're pretty much both on the same page. Uh, moving over to, you know, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Stephen Adams here. Uh, Ingram is always in play. He's just always in play. And, uh, yeah, I think his lowest possible floor in this game is around 30 DK points. And uh, I think his ceilings – I think he's got a ceiling here, a real ceiling. Uh, he could be pushing up anywhere between 50 to 55 DK points in this matchup. I don't see who stops him. Uh, he's going to get his shots up. And, yeah, look, he just uh, finds so many other ways to contribute, even if he's not scoring the ball. Uh he definitely has a very solid floor. And Zion, for me, at 7,900, that is right in play here as well against the Hornets front court. Not much else I have to say. Uh, Adams is only a cash play. Uh, what do you think of these three guys? Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, absolutely Brandon Ingram, 8,500. If, if we have to go between Hayward or Ingram, I think I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram for sure. He's a guy that has enormous upside. And to your point, there's no one that can really stop stop him on the Hornets' side, so I really like him. Zion Williamson has been playing fairly well. Um, 700 is certainly a price tag that, that we can we can ingest. Uh, he's been putting up 43 fantasy points over his last two games. Um, I, I think he can continue to, to really feast down low, so he's another guy that's going to be absolutely in play for me. Uh, and you touched on a little bit, Steven Adams, a uh, guy coming off a, a rare, absolutely rare triple-double um, I don't think we've ever seen a triple double. I think, yeah, it's an absolute. It's it's a it's a career first for him. Uh, something that no one can expect. So at, at sixty three hundred, if you can put up a triple double, which I wouldn't count on, he's going to be absolutely smashed, Bob. But I don't see that happening in no matter of the matchup. So uh, he's going to be more of a tournament play for me. Okay, fair enough. The, the only other name to throw in here is Nikhail Alexander-Walker if JJ Reddick sits again. Uh, very low salary, 3300 Definitely a guy you can punt on if JJ is not playing. Um, cool, let's move across to the next one, Dave. Uh, OKC Thunder versus New York Knickerbockers, 7.30pm again. Let's grab the line here as it refreshes in front of me. Thanks for that. Uh, we have... Oh, very low total, 209.5 game total, and New York favoured by 3.5. New York favoured, isn't that weird to say? Uh, that's cool. Let's go back to the questionables and uh, the injury report. Uh, OKC questionable, nobody at the moment, but out Trevor Ariza, who probably just won't play for this team, Ty Jerome and Pokachevsky. Uh, yeah, little consequence, those two guys. Um, New York, we have questionable Reggie Bullock, uh, Kevin Knox and Nerlens Noel. Out Alec Burks. Uh, Alec Burks, I need you back for my season-long fantasy leagues, please, uh, very soon. Frank Nilakina is also out, and Obi Toppin hasn't played since that first game. Uh, so very slow pace here. Uh, game to total is nice and tight, though, so straight over to you, Mr. Menkov. Let's slide into the Thunder backcourt. 
Yeah, if we're talking about Thunder, you have to start your lineups always, always and often. Try it, go just Alexander, 7,800. Um, you know, that price tag has been fairly consistent, surprisingly, uh, throughout the season. He hasn't had a ton of games where he's really shot out out of the gates, but he's coming off his best game of the season where he put up almost 51 fantasy points, 21 points, nine assists, and five steals. Um, and, and he's a guy that can absolutely explode for those type of numbers, even against the Knicks, uh, against the Knicks defense. So I like him a lot. Um, I think he's one of my favorite plays in, in this entire game. So I like him a lot. And from that standpoint, and then his other, the other guy I'm kind of having some shares in as well is George Hill at 4,800. It's going to be more of a GBP type of play, uh, just because he doesn't, he doesn't really have that kind of potential as far as as far as a high fantasy point potential but i'll have a little bit of interest in george hill but in terms of, of the lion share i'm going to be looking at shy gilgis for sure he's going to be my absolute go-to in this backcourt uh what about you in the, in the backcourt yeah couldn't agree more george george hill's fantasy returns they've just bounced all over the place uh in this starting lineup he's he's only a gpp guy for me last guy in and hope he has a good one at 4800 um yep SGA, uh, look, this is a this is a toughish matchup against the Knicks, and and who knew I'd be saying that at the start of the season? He's uh, priced up, uh, back up at seventy eight hundred. Look, it takes a little bit of the value away. I may just leave him in favour of some other guys in this price range that I've I've kind of said this a couple of times, but we'll get to those. Um, Look, for me, uh, we'll move, switch across to the front court. Uh, you, you can attack the Knicks at centre. Um, Mitchell Robinson's defence isn't that fantastic. So Al, Al Horford at 5,400. Look, I probably think this is just a cash play. He doesn't have a lot of upside. Uh, he can get threes off in bunches, and, you know, he's probably going to stretch Mitch Rob to, to the three-point line a fair bit. Um, but the floor. The floor has been rock solid at 25, 30 DK points outside of basically one bad game against Miami recently, and that's Miami. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't mind our Horford as a bit of a, a cash kind of play at 5,400. The guy that I um, – the other only other guy – I might look at here is Darius Baisley, uh, 6,200. He's he's showing some good upside, um, and and he's going up against Julius Randle, who's not exactly known for his defensive prowess, although the Knicks have been solid pretty much across the floor. I just like the floor um, for Baisley here at 6,200, and, yeah, I, I can I can see myself taking some of him. Front court for you? Yeah, um, I, I'm a big, uh, big believer in Darius Baisley. I, I drafted him in as many lineups as possible. I love him this season. Uh, um, I have him in every single fantasy league. Every one of yes, them. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, yes, you, yes, I do. You, you did snipe him from me, uh, I believe. But it, it, <laughs> that's besides the point. So getting into Darius uh, Baisley, um, he's absolutely going to be in play for me as well. His price has only gone up by $400 on, on DK. So he's going to be firmly in play as one of my favorite uh, mid-tier value plays. Um, on this probably entire slate, he's my favorite play of this matchup uh, on both sides of the ball. So he's definitely the only way, the only place I'm going on the Thunder side as far as the front court goes. Um, I, but otherwise, I'm staying away from everyone else uh, on, on this Thunder back uh, front courts. So apologies. Cool. Let's slide across to the Knicks then. Uh, look, the Thunder ranked f- about 
fifth from the bottom, uh, fifth hardest for opposing teams to get fantasy points again. So keep that in mind. They, they still do have a few fantasy points. Uh, give Sorry, they still give up a few fantasy points uh, at a couple of spots. So, look, uh, let's dive into the Knicks, mate. Do you have much interest in these guys? Yeah, um, I have a, some interest. Uh, there's definitely going to be guys that the price tag is going to start uh, start. I can't speak this evening. Apologies, everyone who's listening. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm really a, a big fan of, of Alfred Payton's game. Um, he's getting plenty of opportunity to play. Um, he's he's 6,500. That price tag is getting a little bit, uh, a little bit tricky um, in terms of his overall value. But he's coming off a rock solid game where he had 38 fantasy points. He's a guy that's getting plenty of minutes. He, put, he had 42 minutes in the last one. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. He's, he's kind of taken and run with the point guard position in New York. Uh, and they're playing great basketball. So no reason to, to change anything. So I like Alfred Payton, 6,500. Uh, Julius Randle is going to be difficult to, to get into lineups. But he's been absolutely balling. Another guy that's been absolutely playing outrageous, outrageous basketball. Averaging 50, almost 51 fantasy points this season. And that price tag is extremely high. So it's going to deter a lot of people, but he's been putting up absolutely monstrous lines one after another. So he's going to be in play for me. Um, but I would say he's going to be more, I'm going to have less, less shares of him. And then another guy I kind of want to touch on is Austin Rivers. Uh, he's been showing a lot, of, a lot of ability, renewed energy, coming off a game where he had 35 fantasy points. Um, his salary is bumped up to 4,300. So it's going to be a little bit hard for me to play him in, in lineups, but a guy to definitely keep an eye on in case, in case Peyton is limited in any way, uh, Austin Rivers is going to, going to absolutely smash at, at that price tag potentially. What about you? Yeah, I love the Austin Rivers call. We have to we have to pay attention to this in regards to Alfred Payton because Austin Rivers is now coming off back to back thirty plus minute games. Uh, Rivers torched the Jazz for thirty five DK points. Um, yeah, but the, the other side of this is just keep keeping uh, an eye out for Alec Burks' news as well because rocking Rivers in your lineups when Burks comes back may not be the best play. But look, I'm starting to just feel like maybe the Knicks are going to push Austin Rivers closer to starters minutes and maybe Alfred Payton fades a little bit. So that that's where I'm looking at this one. Uh, yeah, Randall, you can't count him out this season. Just monstrous numbers, as you said, but 9,800, that's getting really, really high. Um, look, he's probably going to be too big for Darius Baisley. Um down low. Um, it's just not really Randall's game, I guess. And look, we, we did just see Zion take Baisley out to dinner for the tune of 40 plus DK points. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The, the salary, it's just the salary scaring me off a bit. If, if you had told me at the start of the season we'd be playing paying close to 10k for Julius Randall, I would have probably um, yeah, had milk coming out of my nose. But uh, <laughs> uh, look, the only other play here is uh, me maybe just not my favourite player the slate or anything but just a bit of a salary salary we can look at Mitch Robb here versus Horford. Uh, 5700 is a decent salary for a guy with 40-point upside. I'd like to see more of that upside before I go thrashing him into lineups, but just a little solid value play. All right, before we move on to the next one, guys, uh, I just want to have a quick 
chat to you guys. Uh, the support for DFS today is brought to you by Manscaped, who is one of the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, big news. Manscaped just released a new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Everyone knows Manscaped has the per- perfect package 3.0 for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all the Manscaped formula, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. It's light, approach, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. It's calming and inviting. Uh, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver. And I did look this up. It's a plant. I had no idea what that was last time I did the read. It is a plant. Uh, and this uh, this cologne also has a woodsy, uh, masculine finish. Uh, this beautifully designed 50ml glass bottle makes a statement, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood so now you can use the new manscape manscape refined cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime anywhere get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l-2-0 it's time to feel sexy at manscape.com Okay, uh, let's move across here to the next one, Dave. Uh, we have the Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets. Uh, high high game total here, uh, 230 and a half uh, game total with Houston favoured by uh, five points. So nice, close, high game total. This should be interesting. Uh, questionable list uh, we have. Questionable for Orlando, uh, Evan Fournier. Uh, and out for Orlando, we have Michael Carter-Williams. Alfarik Aminu, of course, John Isaac, Chuma Okiki, and the terrible news that uh, I happened to be watching live. It did not look good. I knew he was in trouble straight away, and that is Markel Fultz now gone for the season with a torn ACL, which is just terrible news. Uh, I like watching this kid play. He's had to deal with a lot of adversity as it is, and now he's got this in front of him. So good, good luck to the young man. Uh, on the uh, Houston side of the ball, Questionable Christian Wood, which is news we definitely have to pay attention to. Uh, ben McLemore is also still questionable. Uh, Mason Jones and uh, young KJ Martin Jr. Um, out we have Chris Clemens of no consequence. Daniel House Jr. is out as well for Houston. So take it away here, Dave. That's a nice ga- uh, high game total. Who do you have here for Houston? Sorry, for Orlando. Go Orlando. All right, yeah, we'll jump into Orlando. As you touched on, so sad about Markel Fultz. Um, just quickly wanted to, to send well wishes out, out there, Markel Fultz, if he's listening. Let's hope he is, right? Um, but uh, um, absolutely, on the Orlando side, you know, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to have a lot of faith in a lot of these guys, unfortunately. Um, you know, Cole Anthony is going to get heavy minutes, but I don't see him as a potential uh, a savior and from a DFS perspective, and he's priced up at 5000 So I'm not going to have a lot of shares in him. Uh, the only guys I'm really looking at on the Lando side is probably Terrence Ross. He's being priced up at 6100 So that price tag is getting a little bit tricky, um, but he's certainly going to get a lot more usage, and I like him quite a bit. Um, so he's, he's definitely going to be in, in a lot of my lineups as like a nice pivot mid-tier play. Um, so I like Terrence Ross. And then also in the front court, it can go wrong with Aaron Gordon. Uh, 6,600. 6, 6, 6, His usage is also going to go up with the injury to Markel Fultz. He might even start getting some more assists. Uh, he's certainly shown the capable of doing that in, in, his, in his previous life. So I, I like Aaron Gordon a lot. At 6,600, he's going to be probably one of my favorite plays 
um, on this team, especially against the Rockets' uh, defense. Uh, and then, you know, as far as down low, Nick Vucevic, you know, always rock steady. Um, he's a guy that hasn't hit 9,000 in price tag in, in, since the season started, pretty much. So he's not going to be a guy that is going to be too heavily owned. Um, but he's a guy that can absolutely go off, too. And he might get more usage with Fultz injured. Um, so so all, I think all three are going to be in play. But in terms of my favorite plays on the Magic side, I'll, I'll have to side with, with Aaron Gordon uh, in, in this type of game. What about you? Love it, man. Love it, love it. Uh, I am thinking usage here rather than the plug-and-play automatic starter in Cole Anthony. Uh, I am low on Anthony for fantasy returns. Uh, 5K on DK, I am worried about that price. Even with starters minutes, I will be looking at where the usage goes and your first uh, player named there is the one for me. It's Terrence Ross. Um, you know, at 6,100, he's getting to that value off the bench in his 28 to 30 minutes a night anyway. Uh, there's a chance that the minutes creep up a little more here, um, especially if Cole Anthony has an off night as a rookie. Uh, Terrence Ross is the guy. Uh, he he could come in here and just smash minutes out, and we know how, how well he scores the ball and scores for fantasy. So love the Ross call. Aaron Gordon is the other guy for me, 6,600. I've been playing a lot of Aaron Gordon. I will be playing more Aaron Gordon now with the unfortunate injury to Fultz. Uh, and, yeah, I, I just think 6,600, while the price is starting to get a little high, He's looking a whole lot better this season. Uh, I had very little to do with Gordon last year. Uh, but, yeah, he's starting to look like uh, the, the potential player that we thought we might see. So, love it. Uh, Nick Vooch, yeah, nine, 9K is getting up there. But, look, I think for me this probably depends on the Christian Wood availability if Christian Wood is in. I may not play uh, Vucevic at that price. If he's out, I may be all over him at 9K. Houston side of the ball, um, James Harden, always the uh, monster in the room that we have to talk about. 11K is a steep price. Are you playing him? I am not. Uh, just given his recent play, he just doesn't seem very interested in, in, in playing. It, it just appears that he's he's just, just not showing any motivation as far as I've seen. Um, and, and especially playing alongside John Wall, he's a guy that's a price $8,000, only a $3,000 price cut from James Harden, I'll absolutely have more interest in playing a guy like John Wall than I would. It's crazy to even say at this point, this is how wacky and wild this past this past year has been that I'm considering John Wall in 2021 over James Harden. It's outrageous for me to even say out loud. So I'm, I'm you know, I feel like I'm... <laughs> I feel like I'm going absolutely in circles just thinking about no, that. No, man, so, I'm, I'm with you. Continue on, but I'm with you on that. I'm not playing hard, and I'll be looking at wall. Go, go, keep going, man. Absolutely. So Eric Gordon, 5,700, another guy that I'll be looking at. He's been shooting lights out recently. 5,700 is absolutely going to be in play uh, for me in this type of matchup, in this type of high-scoring potential matchup. So he's going to be one of my guys I'm looking at. And then the other guys I'm really going to be looking at is to see if Christian Wood plays. If Christian Wood plays, he can he is going to be a guy that can absolutely put off 40, 50 points, no problem from a fantasy perspective. But I'm a little worried about him playing in this setting. Uh, if he does sit, the Marcus Cousins priced up a little bit these days to 5,100. If he gets 20, 25 minutes like he did in the last one, he should absolutely smash at that price tag. So that's going to be something to the monitor as we get closer to tip. That's about it for me on the Rocket side. What about you? Boom! 
I don't think I have to say anything else, man. Um, you pretty much covered everything I was thinking right down to the T. So, yeah, uh, Wood out, Cousins in. The other guys you mentioned, Harden looks disinterested. 11K is too much right now. If he burns me, fine. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not playing that, uh, paying that much for him at the moment. John Wall looks great, 8K. Love that price for him. Um, and, yeah, Christian Wood, if he plays, uh, 7,900. We've all seen what he's capable of. The matchup is a little bit tough against Vooch, but uh, I think there's a very solid floor there for Christian Wood. So, yeah, love it, dude. I think you uh, pretty much took the words out of my mouth on that one, and we can slide across to the next game, which is Brooklyn versus uh, Memphis. We'll grab the uh, over-under here. Oh, it's gone. Hey, cool. Let's move on without that. Oh, no, hang on. Here it is. Sorry, guys. Um, we are looking at... Okay, so there is no game total listed for this one at this time. Um, Brooklyn favoured by four and a half points. Uh, probably expect this to be fairly pace-up kind of game. Brooklyn tend to play pretty fast, uh, and we obviously have uh, some injury news that we have to look at. Kyrie Irving uh, on DraftKings listed as out here. We know Kevin Durant is out. Uh, I didn't know that Irving was, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um who else we got here? Tyler Johnson is out. Spencer Dinwiddie is obviously out. Nick Claxton is still out. And someone called Reggie Perry is also out. Uh, no one questionable on the Brooklyn side of the ball. Memphis, Jar Morant is still out. Jaron Jackson Jr. is still out. Uh, Jean Conchar is now out. Uh, I think he missed the last game as well. Justice Winslow still out and Killian Tilly and um, young John Taporter also still out. Uh, that is it. No questionables on this side of the ball. Okay. Nets Memphis. Uh, not a lot of defense going on here, Dave. Um, what do you think on the Brooklyn side of the ball? Yeah, the Brooklyn side of the ball is going to be interesting. With Kyrie Irving with this phantom new injury or COVID-related, no one really knows what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Uh, with this status in jeopardy, if he plays 9900, he's going to be absolutely in play as one of the more expensive guards uh, in this entire slate. However, if he does sit, you know, it, it's again, Karis LeVert night uh, all over again. And he's priced up a little bit at 7400 from from tonight. And he absolutely smashed um, against the Sixers, and I fully expect him to, to do something similar if he does get all that run. He put up 50 fantasy points tonight, and I fully expect that to be duplicated if Kyrie Irving sits, especially against the Grizzlies. Um, so he's probably one of my favorite plays on the net side. There's no one else I'm really trusting. Bruce Brown is priced up to 4000 He's He's a guy that it's hard to trust when it comes to DFS and, in terms of that perspective. Jared Allen's pricing has, has really shot up uh, in recent games, 6800 you know, he's getting to that point where it's going to be very hard to play him. So really, for me, it's going to come down to if Kyrie plays. If Kyrie plays, he's in play. If Kyrie sits, Karis LeVert is an absolute lock for me. That's it. That's all. Good night on, on, on the net side. What about you? <laughs> yeah, look, pretty much the same thinking. Uh, I don't know about you, but I got burnt with Bruce Brown in a stack of my lineups tonight. I got sucked into the trap of the new starter. We know Bruce Brown can be pretty good, but yeah, I think he ended up with less than 10 DK points in a, in a matchup tonight. So uh, burnt pretty bad. I'm going to just stick with you, Karis LeVert. Not much else. Jarrett Allen for me is a pretty good price still at 6,800. Um, if he's going to continue starting and uh, it, if we see DeAndre Jordan's minutes just all the way down at nine or something as it was in the last game, 
Uh, Jarrett Allen is going to be in play every day for me at that price, but there's nothing else I'm really interested in here uh, for Brooklyn. So let's swing over to Memphis, mate. The Grizzlies, uh, there's still the obvious outs, and John Conchar is now out. Um, what do you think here against the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, on the Grizzlies side, it's going to be interesting. Um, just just watching the Grizzlies play, there's certainly there's a bunch of value up and down the board. I think the Anthony Melton is going to be absolutely in play again. Um, he's a guy that's getting more and more minutes every night. Um, ever since he got back into the rotation, he's a guy that that's putting up pr- pretty nice lines. Uh, you know, in his last two outings, he's coming off a game tonight where he did put up. Um, he did put up 22, almost 23 fantasy points. Uh, and he's a guy that, that can, again, get steals, blocks, and provide all that value in limited playing time. So I like him quite a bit uh, from that perspective. So he's probably my favorite play on the Grizzlies side. Uh, and then I'm also going to have some interest uh, potentially in Dylan Brooks, although it's hard to trust Dylan Brooks, 6,500. That price tag is a bit high, especially against the Nets. So I would say for me, it's mostly going to be DeAnthony Melton. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it on, on the Grizzlies side for me, especially after after a, a back-and-forth game uh, tonight against the Cavaliers. I don't think they're going to have a ton left uh, from an energy perspective going into going into tomorrow night. What about you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, we do have a back-to-back here. We have to watch that. Um Jonas Valanciunas has been a staple for me to go to uh, for the Memphis team and and against the Brooklyn centre defence, uh, that doesn't scare me at all, although, you know, it is Jarrett Allen out there now. I just think Valanciunas plays a different game to what Allen is kind of stylized to defend. So I don't mind JV at 7,200. He's always got the, the most solid floor out there. If we could just possibly get some more minutes into this dude, he could, he could beat 40 DK points every single night. Uh, I'm with you. I don't play Dylan Brooks. Uh, if his shot is off, you are basically screwed. Um, I, I'd like uh, your um, DeAnthony Melton call. Um, I, I think this guy is going to end up starting over um, Tyus Jones. I think he's a better player than Tyus Jones. And, you know, we're seeing the minutes come in uh, now that he's back from um, the injury or COVID-related. I can't remember, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I will take um, Melton at 3,400 over Tyus Jones at 5,900 every day of the week. Um, I've been playing a lot of Kyle Anderson. Um, I think he let, may have let me down tonight, but uh, look, I don't mind this matchup for Kyle Anderson, 6,500. Dude's been playing pretty well. Uh, pretty solid floor most of the time, I believe. And uh, yeah, look, he's had a couple of 20 uh, DK points in the 20s. Uh, he does have a decent ceiling when he gets going, though. So look, those, those low DK points for Kyle Anderson, they were against the Lakers twice. Uh, and against Boston. Uh, for Charlotte, he went 47 DK points. So, look, I don't mind this matchup here for him uh, in a bit of a bounce back. Uh, that is probably it for me for Memphis. No one else that you wanted to mention there, mate? No, I, I think we, we've covered everyone. Cool, cool. We'll swing it across. Uh, Utah, Milwaukee. Uh, I've got a feeling that has blowout written all over it. Uh, let's see what Vegas thinks. Uh, Milwaukee favoured by only eight. I'm a little surprised about that. Um, I'm also surprised about this uh, game total of 236.5. That seems a little high in a game that uh, has Utah in it, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's start with the Jazz, Dave. Who do you have here? Yeah, on the Jazz side, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this team is really hard to figure out from a DFS perspective. Night to night, you never know what you're going to get. 
Um, they, they, they've, they've really shown – they've come out flat um, in so many games this season that it's hard to really trust them. So Donovan Mitchell, 7,600, is not going to have a lot of interest from me. He hasn't really shown much this season. He's been kind of off uh, overall. So I don't, I don't like him from a DFS perspective that much. Um, the only guy I'm actually looking at on the Jazz side, surprisingly, is Joe Ingles at 4,800 coming off the bench. Uh, if this game ends up being a blowout, which I fully expected will, he's going to get plenty of opportunity. So he's a guy that I'm going to be absolutely having interest in. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm really looking at, again, going with that same theme of a blowout potential, Jordan Clarkson, 5,100, coming off a 29-point game, 29-point effort against, against the Knicks. Um, he's a guy that, that can absolutely get going very quickly, and he should get plenty of minutes in a potential blowout situation. So those are probably my two, on, my two, two only plays um, on the Jazz side. What about you? Okay, yeah. Look, uh, I, I will definitely be having a look at Jordan Clarkson. I, w- I would probably rather him uh, over Joe Ingles, to be honest. Uh, uh, 5,100 for Clarkson versus 4,800. Yes, there's a little salary saving. I just like Clarkson's um, upside and, and floor a little more. I think Joe Ingles' floor may fall away from game to game, but that's cool. Uh, nice, uh, just a little pivot play maybe against each other. Uh, Mike Conley, yeah, 6,400. Um, this is a tough matchup for anybody on the Jazz, so I'll probably just steer clear. Donovan Mitchell hasn't hit his straps yet. Um, he's going to explode one of these games, about 7,600. I, I think that's just too high. Um, Rudy Gobert is probably one of my targets on this Utah side of the ball, just going up against um, Brooke Lopez, who's um, a good bl- uh, shot blocker, but not an overall good defender. You can you can usually target Milwaukee at the centre spot, but honestly, this is going to be um, a, a tough matchup for Utah, so I'll, I'll probably just fade most of these guys. Uh, we can switch over to the Milwaukee side of the ball. Dave, Giannis, 10-9, Harden, 11. These prices are high. Can you play Giannis on a night against Utah? Yeah, it's hard, uh, to be honest with you. Um, he's a guy that, you know, there's certain opportunity for him to get heavy minutes, and if he does, he has absolute potential to, to blow past that price tag at 10-9. I like him over Harden if we're going to be splitting hairs in terms of in terms of pricing. But overall, um, I don't like him at all in this matchup. I, I don't foresee a situation where he plays more than 25, 30 minutes at best. Uh, you can certainly put up monster lines uh, in, in a short amount of time. And he's proven that he's put up 65 fantasy points a few nights, a few nights ago on new year's day against the bulls. But again, I don't foresee that situation potentially happening here. So I'm not going to have that many shares. He's always going to be in play. And like I said, I like him over Harden. Uh, the only other guy I'm really looking at is really, you know, Chris Middleton is another guy that we can really look at at 8,000. You know, he's certainly a, quite a price savings from Giannis. Um, he's coming off a great game where he put up 41 fantasy points. He's going to be a guy that, again, in blowout potential, he might get extra opportunity. So that's the only reason why I kind of prefer him and save that $3,000 and spend elsewhere um, versus Giannis. And then the other guys I'm looking at, Dante DiVincenzo, 5000 That price tag is a little high for my taste. Um, so I'm not going to have too much interest in Dante, but he's another guy that can get some, some heavy run in a blowout scenario. That's pretty much it for me. On, 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 on the buck side, despite a high game total, I, I don't see too much. What about you? Um, look, I'm pretty much steering clear of this game on the whole. Um, D- 
DiVincenzo, yes, could, yeah, he could definitely get some uh, some extra run if this is a blowout. Uh, I think it will be a blowout. Utah haven't been playing particularly well. Um, so DiVincenzo is one to look at. Um, I've actually been playing a lot of Bobby Portis, which I, I hate saying out loud because I don't like the bloke. But, um, yeah, 5,300 for Bobby Portis. Uh, let's have a look here. He's been um, putting up DK points anywhere between 20 to 40. So, yeah, a little bit all over the place. Um, it, it, I like him in blowouts, though, and I've just got – I just have a feeling that there's blowout written all over this one. Um, he he get extra minutes if that's the case, so I don't mind him at 5,300 as a little bit of a value play. Won't be playing Giannis at 10-9, as you said. Um, look, the, the only chance that – I'd play Giannis is if you think this is going to stay close. I don't think it stays close, so that might be the wrong call. Um, fine, but 10-9 is too much to spend, and I would much rather pay for Middleton at 8K, like you have said. That one is uh, done and dusted. Let's move on to the next one, Dave. It is the Los Angeles Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this is worrying as well. Let's see what um, Vegas thinks. So a high game total, 232.5 game total. Clippers only favoured by four. I'm surprised at that, um, especially when you hear the list of potential outs for the Golden State Warriors or questionables. Let's start with the Clippers, though. They have nobody questionable oh jay scrub is still out we cannot play jay scrub scrub again <laughs> this is doing my head in i need to play me some jay scrub um golden state warriors are uh, questionable sit down for this people Steph Curry is questionable. Andrew Wiggins is questionable. Kelly Oubre Jr., questionable. Draymond Green, questionable. Marquis Chris, out. Uh, Clay Thompson, obviously, out. This is a worry. I'm not sure why all of these questionables are up here. Uh, perhaps they're just looking at a night off against a really solid team. That could be the case. Uh, LA Clippers, Dave, what do you have for me? Yeah, it's going to be interesting on the Clippers side. I mean, with all these guys playing, it's it's hard to really to, to trust anyone, even this type of matchup. Paul George is going to be in play for me, 9,100. Guy that's always putting up putting up pretty 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 impressive fantasy numbers. Um, so he's a guy that's really turned the corner this the season again after that poor performance in the playoffs. He's a guy that you know the price tag is getting up there. It's the first time he's. he's exceeded that 9,000 salary. So he's a guy that absolutely is going to be in play coming off a slightly poor game against this very same team where he only had 42 fantasy points, but he's a guy that can absolutely put up 50 fantasy points and a 9,100 price tag going to be in play, especially if this game ends up being close. Uh, I think it's all going to come down to whether Curry plays or not, but, but we'll get to that. Uh, and on the Clipper side of the ball and um, sorry, apologies. Kawhi Leonard is also going to be in play for me as well. Um, he's a guy that's always going to be putting up some, some great numbers. He's, he's been fluctuating good performance, bad performance, good performance, bad performance over his last four. Um, so if, if that trend continues, he's coming off a 32-point fantasy game, he should be able to put up another 60-point burger uh, on, on, the, on the Warriors. <laughs> So using that 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 absolute scientific methodology, um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is going to be in play, uh, and then Nick Batum. Uh, I, again, another name that you I never thought I would be playing in lineups at all come 2021, but here we are talking about yeah. Nicholas Batum, 5100. He's been putting up some some great fantasy lines recently, um, showing a lot of confidence, shooting the ball well. Um, priced at 5100 so certainly going to be in play for me. That's pretty much it on the Clippers side. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as you, mate. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Uh, I will take Paul George at the $200 discount over Kawhi. But uh, as you just mentioned, he's doing this uh, domino flip-flop effect, so we can expect 75 DK points from Kawhi tonight. That's fantastic to know. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, in all, all seriousness, I'm probably playing Paul George uh, a little bit more than I'm playing Kawhi. Uh, Paul George will be facing... I've forgotten his name. Help me out. Shooting guard. Warriors. Wiggins? No. <laughs> Dave, help me out. Yes. It's, I believe D'Angelo it's Andrew, Russell. No, no, it's Andrew Wiggins. Yes. It's Andrew Wiggins. It's one of those two. I, I get yes. those two mixed D'Angelo up all the time. On the wolves. Yep, yep. Oh, man. The, the similar players. Sorry about that, everybody. Yes, it is Wiggins. Uh, I will play Paul George uh, facing Andrew Wiggins' defense uh, every day of the week. Um, I don't really want much to do with uh, Serge Ibaka, um, not with Draymond now out there. If he's, if he's out, yeah, yeah. Sure, um, maybe a little bit of a barker at 5,700, but there's not a great deal of upside there. Nick Batum, I have been playing Nick Batum. Just keep an eye on um, Morris coming back into this lineup in the last one. Um, there may be a minutes battle there, so just be careful. Apart from that, it's, it's yeah, for me, it's really a little bit of Leonard, um, a bit of PG-13, and maybe some shares in Nick Batum, but that's probably about it. Golden State, questionable, 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 questionable. Um, let's see what happens here. Um, what do you think we might see from the Golden State Warriors tonight? Yeah, the Golden State is going to be interesting for sure. Um, I like Steph Curry. Um, he's a guy obviously coming off coming off a, a slight ankle tweak, but um, Steve Kerr confirmed that it's nothing serious, so I'm sticking with, with, with that assumption that he does play. If he does play, he should be able to absolutely come back and smash uh, that price tag is high at ten thousand. Uh, coming off an absolute dud of a game um, after that, after that, after that monster effort earlier this week. But I like Steph Curry um, again. He's going to be a potential pivot play from some of the other guys on the slate that are priced up. But you know, I, I don't know if I'll have too many shares of Steph Curry just because of the risk of, of injury reaggravation, especially with an ankle. Um, that's going to be the slight concern for me. Uh, that's pretty much it uh, in, in the backcourt. I don't have a lot of interest in Andrew Wiggins, as you touched on, a.k.a. D'Angelo Russell. Um, <laughs> Hi. And then, and then uh, in the power forward position, I really like Draymond Green, actually, in the power forward center slot. Um, you know, he's a guy that's ramping up his minutes, coming up with 31-point effort, 31-minute effort, apologies, um, where he put up 23 fantasy points. He's still not really putting up too many shots, but he's a well-rounded fantasy performer as he's proven throughout his career. So at that price tag, I don't know how much more of a floor we're going to get Draymond Green. So I think as he gets more and more comfortable, he's a guy that can absolutely smash that price tag potentially if this game ends up staying close and Steph Curry is, isn't hobbled. Um, Draymond Green is probably one of my favorite plays on the Warriors side. What about you? Okay, man. Yeah, cool. Look, I'm probably only looking at a couple of guys here. Uh, I'm not playing Wiggins. In fact, I rarely play Wiggins, even at 6,600. Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, really like this guy as a player. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, Not sure that potential is there when he's most likely facing um, Kawhi defense, so I'll pass there. Um, 
Steph Curry, absolutely. 10K is a steep price, but as we saw in the two games before his last little shocker, um, you know, 75 DK points and uh, 45, sorry, 54 or something in the other one. So, yep, nice bounce back slot here for Steph Curry and the Clippers are not too much of a worry defending fantasy points at uh, the point guard position. I will just throw Eric Pascal in here, Pascal, Pascal, and I'm never sure which way to say that. Um, 4,400, now that Draymond is back, uh, he is coming off the bench and he seems to be liking that uh, I like it for him too he's not up against you know these big name power forwards out there that are, are stifling other guys so uh, him coming off the bench Pascal at 4400 I like him his last two fantasy returns in that role 24 DK points and 29 DK points so that is uh, value all the way to the bank cool uh, I think that covers us for the Clippers uh, Golden State game let's move across to Chicago Lakers um, and we check the Vegas odds here. Um, there are none, so let's skip that and just move into the injury report. So, questionable for Chicago, uh, zero people questionable. We still have Larry Markinen out. Thomas Sataransky is still out. Uh, Ryan, is it Ryan? Yes, Ryan uh, Archer Jack in the <laughs> Okay, that guy is out, and um, Chandler Hutchison is still out. Um, I practiced that about five times before we went to air, Dave, and I still butchered it. So shout out to Santino, my good buddy over there. Um, let's get stuck in here. Oh, sorry, the other side of the ball. Uh, LA Lakers, questionable. Surprise, surprise. LeBron is questionable. Surprise, surprise. AD is questionable. Uh Contavious Caldwell-Pope, also questionable for the Lakers, and that looks like it for the injury report there. Uh, let's jump into Chicago. Lakers defense, Bulls, can we play them? What do you think? Yeah, uh, against the Lakers, certainly going to be in play. Uh, Lakers are playing uh, a late-night game tonight, so that's something to keep in mind going into this matchup. So they might be a little bit tired, um, again, that's not a, that's not something that can necessarily translate from a DFS perspective, but something to monitor nonetheless. So on the Bulls side, I like Kobe White, um, a guy that's been underachieving for the most part this season, coming off an absolute monster game where he had 52 fantasy points, no turnovers, which is which is impressive to say, considering he was averaging like it felt like 15,000 a game. In reality, he's averaging around three turnovers a game, um, but. A guy that that absolutely has been playing better as of late, um, and I think he's, he can be a guy that could potentially uh, pose pose problems for the Lakers if this game stays relatively close. I don't expect it to if the Lakers all are at a full at full strength. Um, so Kobe White's I'm going to have some interest in him. Zach Levine, his running mate in the shooting guard position, certainly going to be in play. Six hundred. Um, I'm not going to have too much interest in Zach Levine uh, just because of this matchup. Uh, but but he's he's probably going to be a nice pivot at that price tag to someone else uh, on the slate that's, that's similarly priced. Um, a, a guy like Paul George, um, I think I, I kind of like Zach Levine a little bit better from the shooting guard position, and and it's a price savings of five hundred dollars to boot. So I, I like those two. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I might actually have a little bit of interest in Wendell Carter, fifty eight hundred, uh, just coming off a career high rebounding game. Where, where he had 17 rebounds. Um, so he's certainly going to be a guy that, that might be able to, to get to, to 35, 40 fantasy points if, if he gets that opportunity. I just don't see it happening against Anthony Davis. Um, so that's pretty much it on the bull side. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't want too much to do with Wendell Carter Jr. here. Uh, the Lakers are rock bottom, the hardest team for centres to score fantasy points across this season. So uh, I'll just give that a, a bit of a pass tonight. Um, I, I think I'm with you. Um, I don't mind playing Zach Levine on the odd night. I just think Kobe White's in a better spot here uh, up against the uh, Lakers backcourt. So 7300 that's a $1,300 saving away from Zach Levine. I'll play Kobe White uh, in more shares and I'll have uh, Levine. I'm not really interested in anyone else on this Bulls lineup, to be honest. Um, that may be do it for me, and we can probably just flick it straight across to the LA Lakers. Uh, questionable tags on James and Davis. Uh, what do you think may happen here? Yeah, I, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think one of them does sit. I mean, you, you can mark it. You can, you can save that, that quote from me, but I think one of them does sit in this matchup, especially going against the Bulls. I think they'll, they'll give them an opportunity to, to rest uh, one of their players. And if that's, if that's the case, fire up some Kyle Kuzma, 5,500. Uh, a guy that, that's going to be absolutely in play for me. He should get the starting nod. A guy that has shown when he starts, he certainly has, has the upside to, to really exceed that, that number um, and that salary. Uh, in earlier games, when he did start, he did put up 35, almost 36 fantasy points. He hasn't been doing that recently, but a guy that can absolutely smash that potentially in this type of matchup, blowout potential especially. Um, you know, even if Anthony Davis or LeBron James sits, I still don't see it being particularly close. Um, with that said, uh, the only other guy I'm really looking at on the Lakers side would have to be Dennis Schroeder. Um, 6200 is a fairly interesting price tag. Again, a guy that started off guns blazing um, to, to, to start the season um, and a guy that has cooled off quite a bit in recent games, but certainly going to get opportunity to play. And if LeBron James does sit, he's going to have more playmaking abilities. So you, you have to fa- factor that into to your DFS decision-making as well. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Montrezl Montrez Harrell, at 6,100, going to be somewhat in play for me as well. Again, depending on who sits, uh, who ends up sitting on the Lakers. Um, if Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James somehow both sit, then he's an absolute smash position at 6,100. I expect him to absolutely crush that value and that price tag. What about you, good sir? Good, sir. I love it. Um, perfect. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably the same for me. Uh, LeBron James at 10-3, if he plays, you know, always a chance to get there. Anthony Davis, same thing. Um, I would probably just take maybe LeBron over over AD there, even at $200 more if one, uh, if both of these guys play. Obvious, honest, honestly, against Chicago, if one of these guys sits, I'll probably play the other one no matter who it is um, and just um, eat up that uh, high salary and uh, have quite a few shares of them against Chicago. Um, as you said, Kyle Kuzma is the automatic plug-and-play if uh, AD or uh, LeBron sit, and if both of them sit, then absolutely we can fire up Montrez Harrell. Um, the, the other thing just, just, just keep it in the back of your mind still. Look, if both of these guys sit... Uh, 3500 for Taylor and Horton Tucker. I know he hasn't been doing it well, um, but he had an opportunity last time both of these guys sits. He just didn't grab it with both hand, hands. He had a decent amount of minutes out there, uh, just couldn't get the fantasy points on the board. So, look, just keep his, his name in the back of your mind for a really uh, bargain basement $3,500. 
All right, we have reached the last game, good peoples. We are looking at Toronto and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Vegas has this game at uh, 226.5 over under, and Toronto favoured by five points. Only five points is surprising, to be honest, against Sacramento. Um, questionable and out. For Toronto, it's Patrick McCaw, and that looks uh, – sorry, he is questionable, and that is of no consequence to us. And for Sacramento, we have questionable one. Now, this is of consequence. De'Aaron Fox has come up on the questionable report. Rashawn Holmes is up on the questionable report, um, and Jabari, Jabari Parker is also up on the questionable report. Um, I think that's about it for Sacramento. We can dive into this last one. Toronto Raptors versus the Kings. Who do you have here, Dave? Yeah, on, on the Raptors side, um, I think it comes down to you know some of the some of the, the backcourt guys. Fred VanVleet, eighty one hundred, going to be in play, especially against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, that might be without De'Aaron Fox in all likelihood. So he's probably going to be my favorite play on the Raptors side. Um, I like him more than Kyle Lowry at seventy nine hundred, just because he has more of a ceiling type of game. Uh, he's been playing really well recently outside of his last game against the Phoenix Suns. Um, so I like him. He's probably my favorite play in, in this backcourt. As I mentioned, Kyle Lowry, not as much interest in, uh, to be honest with you. I know he's coming off a great game against the Phoenix Suns, but I, I prefer Fred Van Leeden in, in this type of matchup. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm really looking at um, is probably going to be Chris Boucher uh, at 5,000, a guy that Last, his last game, he didn't really do much. Uh, only played 15 minutes. If he gets a 20-25 minutes against Sacramento Kings, he should absolutely smash that price tag. So he's going to be a guy that's going to be low-owned, given this is the last game of the night, uh, but absolutely going to be in play for me. Um, and, and then Pascal Siakam going to have some interest in him coming off his best game of the season, where he put up 50, almost 52 fantasy points and priced up at 7700 That's still leaving some meat on the bone against the Kings' poorest defense. So uh, I, I kind of like Pascal Siakam. So in terms of rankings on the Raptors' side, I'm going to go most likely Ben Vliet, number one, and then number two, Siakam, number three, Chris Boucher. What about you? Love it, man. You, you're thinking exactly the same way as me. Um, when it's a toss-up between Kyle Lowry and Freddie Van Vliet, I tend to play Van Vliet. And as you mentioned, that is because of the ceiling. Um, in the games before the last one, uh, he was around the 55 DK point mark in both of them, I think. So I uh, love the ceiling for Van Vliet. Love it against the Sacramento Kings as well. Got to have some uh, a few shares in Kyle Lowry. His floor is just so safe. But, yeah, the ceiling is with uh, FVV. So that's the way I would go there. Um, Pascal Siakam, nice to see him finally put up some fantasy points for us. 7,700 is not a price tag that scares me for him against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he is definitely uh, worth having some shares of here. Uh, Chris Boucher, absolutely 5K. Uh, he has... He a, a fantasy points per minute monster. We all know this. Five um, K is not a cheap price for a guy who can score uh, in excess of one fantasy point per minute. Uh, and just keep in mind that I believe that Nick Nurse said uh, after the last one that he should have played Boucher more. So if we see more Boucher, play more Boucher. It's that simple. Um, yep, I'm I'm kind of with you. That's probably it for me on. Um, Toronto, uh, I don't play a lot of OG Ananobi, but uh, yeah, he's he's not too bad value there at 5,800. 
Okay, Sacramento, last team of the night, peeps. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, yeah, Darren Fox, questionable. Rashawn Holmes, questionable. That throws some question marks up in the air. Uh, what do you like on the king side of the ball? Yeah, I think it's going to come down to some news on Darren Fox. Uh, it, it, it's looking like it's going to come down to a game-time decision, which none of us in DFS were want to hear, especially since it's the final game of this monster slate. So that's going to be definitely something to monitor as we go throughout the day, uh, just to see where that shakes out. If he ends up playing, um, I like him in this matchup. 8,300 is certainly going to be in play. If he's a full go with his full allotment of minutes, he's going to be a great play, uh, especially in the matchup against Fred Van Lee or Kyle Lowry. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm looking at really is, is Tyrese Halliburton as a pivot. 5,400, if he ends up, if we find out that Fox is out, quickly switch out for Halliburton. That rookie is looking absolutely impressive, more and more impressive every game. Oh, um, yeah. uh, he's been absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, just like LaMelo Ball, that price tag is not going to last long if he starts getting absolutely more and more minutes. Uh, and the Iowa State product is, is looking every bit the, the lottery pick that he was. Um, so I like him. And then as far as, as, far as the big men, go on the king side it's going to be interesting because we have to make sure and, and double check because marvin bagley um had an out-of-body game in his last one where he put up 46 fantasy points uh he burned me extremely extremely burned me um just i don't want to digress but in fantasy i dropped him right before this explosion so i'm so happy that he decided to do that um, so I, I just for spite alone i would not be playing marvin bagley but um but he's certainly going to be in play, um, especially in this matchup, if he can match that kind of effort. Um, and then the other guy I'm looking at is Rashawn Holmes, who's got a questionable tag. If he ends up missing this one, um, obviously he's not going to be in a player pool. But if he does play, coming off a 43-point effort, I love Rashawn Holmes at that price. At 6200 he's going to be in play for me. What about you? Perfect, man. And I will still steer clear of Marvin Bagley the third as well, just to back you up, to back my DFS today, buddy up. I am not playing you, uh, you you rotten person uh, for burning Dave. Um, no, I look, I'm not looking at a lot of stuff here for the Kings. Um, I don't play guards against uh, the Raptors uh, any night usually, unless it's someone who is completely match-up proof. Um, I'll, I'll just leave the Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald on the board here. Um yeah, I won't play Bagley now uh, because I'm feeling spiteful too. Uh, the only other guy, from, two guys for me, Tyrese Halliburton, absolutely. Um, this guy is going to start ramping minutes up, uh, whether he's starting or not. 5,400 is uh, probably a little bit too cheap just, for a guy who just came off 44.25 uh, DK points. Um, had, a, had a bit of a stinker in, in uh, against Houston in, in the last one before that, but before that he went uh, 32 and 26 DK points as well. So 5,400, that's a fair price tag for uh, the rookie. And the only other guy I'd look at is Rashawn Holmes at 6,200. Um, uh, just upside. That's just upside. He, he had an absolute shocker against Golden State. Only played 19 minutes, um, but in other games, he's basically been around oh, well over 30 minutes a game. So, uh, yeah, points per minute guy. Rashawn Holmes at that price is okay with me. Cool, man. I think we've done it. I think we've done 10 games. Uh, anything else you want to add before we go? Absolutely not. I, I, I think we, we touched on everything. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, man, love it. Uh, love doing these Friday uh, slates with you. Uh, thank you for joining me from New York City. And thank you to all of you guys out there joining us as well. Hey, uh, go hit us up. Uh, follow us, subscribe uh, to us on all of your usual podcast platforms. Give us a little five-star review there as well if you can. It, it literally takes you guys about 15 seconds. It means the world to us here at Hoopball. Um, thanks, guys, for listening in. Uh, we will take it out there. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Hoopball DFS today. We are out of here. Cheerio. This has been a Hoopball presentation.